What's going on? And welcome back to a brand new episode of Stereotherapy. As always, I am your host, Lisa, and I'm kind of giving Justine the day off today because you know what? I really wanted to record a solo follow-up boy episode. So this is the first time ever. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> uh, if it is your first time here, Stereotherapy is a podcast that shows the importance of music and mental health and how music is therapeutic to us all. You can head over to www.stereotherapypod.com to listen, check out the blogs, or you can find us on any platform. And as always, you hear this all the time, but I'm going to say it again. If you like what you hear, remember to share, like, and subscribe to our podcast. It truly helps us out. It helps people find us, helps people out that really would benefit from something like this or like something like this. So definitely give us a subscription. No, we will not send you messages over and over and over again. Nobody likes that. We will not be doing that. I can promise you that. So let's just get into this first solo follow-up away episode. And I am so excited to do this because... On the previous podcast, I really, really wanted to go ahead and do this, uh, uh, but obviously taking the break and not really sure if I should, but with their new record out, I feel like I had to do it. It was something I just wanted to go ahead and do. So you're going to get the very first Stereotherapy solo episode. So let's just go ahead and dive right into it. Obviously, I feel like if you're listening to this, you know who Fala Boy is. I don't need to go ahead and tell you the band members, their history, this and that. But I guess I'll just start and say this band is so important to so many people. And when we talk about pop punk or the importance of music, Fall Out Boy is up there. And I know it is for me growing up in the suburbs of Illinois and being around Chicago and just everything like that and, and seeing the early go of Fall Out Boy. It's really amazing that 20 years later, we are still talking about this band and I just have to say that it's one of those things that looking back when I was 17 and, oh, you know, I like this band. They're going to be big. I'm totally into them. They're so great to being like, wow, I am 20 years later. I am now getting a ticket. I mean, on the lawn, let's be real. We saw those ticket prices, but getting a ticket and still seeing this band and this band is still important. And when we talk about the importance of music and mental health, that just goes to show that we all have those bands. And if you're listening to this and you're not a Fall Out Boy fan, totally get that, totally respect that. But we can't just ignore the importance of this band, whether it was to pop punk, to Field by Ramen, to all of those things, and, and specifically Chicago. So I hope you enjoyed this one and, and as we go through this episode. But for me, this this band changed my life. Uh, if you listen to the previous podcast, you know I talked about Take This to Your Grave and how important that album was to my life and how it changed my life as I knew it. I'm not going to rehash that because I feel like a lot of listeners listen to that, but I'll kind of give a little gist of it just in case you didn't. Um but that record, hearing that, it's how I learned how to promote. It's how I learned, hey, I want to be around music. Obviously, I have no musical background. Uh, I have tried, definitely, uh, whether it was guitar to uh, tune my guitar myself, look up tabs that I had no business, uh, whether it was Dashboard Confessional or uh, 
I want to say that was the main one for me. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Dashboard confessional was the main tabs that green day. I know I tried no business. Couldn't even tune my guitar, but uh, <laughs> it's funny looking back on that and having no musical background, but just being around that, those early days of follow-up and saying, this is what I want to do. Oh, I can promote a local band and they can maybe get big, or I can just maybe help them. Maybe I can make a flyer and, if you know me, you know, back in the day, the local scene, I was big into that, whether it's flyers, just promoting, making little things to pass out at shows, uh, the MySpace era in doing that. And I think that was just so special. And it's the reason I went to art school to do music business management. And it, I wanted to do that and be around that. And if not for that record, not for that scene, not for the way Fall Out Boy was back in the day and so accessible and so great. Uh, not that they're not great now, but obviously very different than meeting them in a parking lot or at a show and uh, doing all those things that I got to do. And if you were around in the earlier days, you know what I'm talking about. It was just a different time but still so special. So I think that was important to highlight. And I would definitely not be doing this podcast, I think, today without Fall Out Boy. Uh, and I think they also taught me that we have to take care of our local bands, those bands that are needing a platform and give them a platform. And that's what I hope for this. So let's just get right to it. We got this new record. It's been out for a while. And I wanted to get this one out before obviously just busy, 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 busy. So was not able to, but let's dive into so much for Stardust because I think a lot of people wanted this to be a take this to your grave part two. And I know some of us really thought that I was not one of those people. Uh, I just think they've been there, done that. And I always have a thing with like even bands like Blink-182 sometimes or and no shade. I'm a huge Blink fan. I love Blink-182, but I think when we're at an older age and we want to hear a different take, we want to hear, you know, let's not talk about going to parties all the time. You know, we're in our thirties and forties. We're probably not doing that. Maybe we still are. That's awesome. If you still are, uh, definitely not me. <laughs> um, so I respected Fall Out Boy always. And I think that's what gravitated me towards Fall Out Boy was the fact that they weren't always talking about parties and girls and maybe they were talking about relationships but it was a very different way that they handled it and I always appreciated that and I think as they went with each release whether you were with them or you hated the release they always stuck to that and always kind of turned the page on pop punk obviously you listen to them earlier till now it's a very very different type of fallout boy and not necessarily bad but I think they've always tried to challenge a little bit stayed the same but challenge a little bit for everyone and to gain new listeners maybe losing a few but gaining some and keeping a lot of the same listeners obviously I'm talking about this band 20 years ago I was listening to them so it is possible to keep that core base so I think that's really important but when we heard the singles, Love from the Other Side and Heartbreak Feels So Good, I think a lot of people jumped the gun. Oh, this is going to be Take This to Your Great Part 2. Again, I was not one of those, but I was like, yes, we hear guitars. And <laughs> not to dig on Mania, because I think there was still a lot of good Fall Out Boy-esque uh, stuff in Mania. You just had to dig for a little bit. And Patrick's vocals were incredible on that record. 
So obviously I get it. If your debt was not your thing, it was not my thing a hundred percent, but I still appreciated that. And I think that's what was so awesome of that different record. But I was like, all right, you know, I can like some of these songs and I can appreciate what they were trying to do. That was the popular music at the time. So they had to do that. I had to, had to stay relevant. And I think that's interesting uh, for the time. And now we're in this era too, where there's no better time for Fall Out Boy to come back with a record like so much for Stardust. We're in this resurgent. We've got Yellow Card going back on a 20-year tour. We've got Blink-182 original OG lineup. So much is going on that I think it's the perfect time for them to come back with a record like this. One of my favorite tracks on this record is Hold Me Like a Grudge. I don't know what it is about it. I don't know if it's that classic Pete once, you know, uh, you put the fun in dysfunction. Uh, and I think, I don't know if it's that or just the beat of it. It just, it really hit me a little bit. And I don't know if I got like a another one bites the dust where it's like boom, boom, boom. And I don't know what it is or if they were even thinking that. But right away, I was like, oh, this is the Fall Out Boy song. This is it. This is out. Um, and then it's interesting because Pete has been talking in interviews. They've been doing so many inter interviews, obviously, but Fake Out. Fake Out was one of my favorite songs right off the bat. I was like, I can picture myself windows down, summer, or at this summer festival on the lawn and just dancing with my friends with a drink in hand and doing that. And I loved Fake Out. And I know that he thought, Pete once thought it was going to be the sleeper hit. A lot of people, maybe he showed it to, were like, eh, I don't know about this. But let me tell you, that was my first one right off the bat. And again, as I'm going through this, I'd love to hear your takes, guys. I'd love to hear what you think about it. Um, because obviously that's so great. Like we're all going to have a different opinion about this too, right? Heaven, Iowa, it was one of those tracks. I heard, saw so many people tweeting out, so many people talking about Heaven, Iowa, Heaven, Iowa. And I don't know what it was, but right away I was like, it's good. Skipped over it, went off to whatever. And again, it was not a dig. And again, this is not going to be a review where I'm sitting here. I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. I'm going to tell you a thumbs up or thumbs down. No, I'm just going to, we're just going to talk about the record and you're going to listen to me talk about this record. And hopefully again, you enjoy the solo episode. Let me know. Um, but I'm not a fan of music reviews. I used to do them. And honestly, no, just no. I have no credentials for telling you that your art is good or bad and giving you a rating. So I'm not going to do that. But so Heaven, Iowa was one of those things that it just was not hitting. But again, I went back and I got it. And I put, again, this is a record to listen to it with headphones. You really hear all the layers. It's really, really good to listen to this record with headphones. But Heaven, Iowa with headphones on, I got it. And it's just going to be, I can picture this at that studio tour with the lights off and you know, the light on Patrick and just that summer vibe and just hearing that, whether you're an outside venue, um, an indoor venue, it's going to have that stadium sound. And I think that's also what goes to show is now Fall Boy is that stadium band. And this song is going to be that stadium song. And I think it's hard sometimes when you've been a long time Fall Out Boy to, fan to understand that, but it's just where they're at now. And I think that's so incredible though, that they are at that level. And if you've been a younger uh, fan and that's all you know of Fall Out Boy, right? Like they don't know the younger days. Uh, maybe if you watch on YouTube or you've had someone tell you about it, very different. But I think this song specifically, Have an Iowa, fits where they are at 
as a band on the level and musically 110%. Then, you know, you have My Own Muse was another one. Everybody was talking about this song. Lisa, My Own Muse. I am my own muse, Lisa. And I was just like, I don't get it. I don't get it yet. But that track for me, again, was just, it, it just, you're talking about smashing all guitars. And I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it's Patrick's vocals and just that hook of that song. I get it now after a couple of listens. And this is another track I can't wait to hear live. So many times and so many moments in this record, I'm like, I can't wait to hear it live. I, I really cannot. And, you know, um, one of my other favorite tracks on this record is what a time to be alive because it is the Patrick Stump song. It is very, very different. Um, it's got an earth, wind and fire tone to it. And I saw Jeff of the early November tweet that out and he was like, this is like earth, wind and fire meets fallout boy. And it's going to be the perfect like wedding time summer song. And he is a hundred percent right with that because I absolutely loved uh, that song right off the bat because Patrick Stump's solo record which was years ago came out soul punk and I feel like it never got the love it deserved it needed more love to it <laughs> and I wish it did and maybe this track is gonna allow that album to get the love it deserves because again if you like what a time to be alive and you skipped out on soul punk because it was just different uh go back to that because you'll see that this is the Patrick Stump song I love this song. I don't know what it is about it. I just, and I love that it was so different. It's a different Fall Out Boy song. But to me, it's been the most fun and interesting song they've done. And I'm really excited. And I really hope this is on the set list for the summer. But I I, I really do love it. And I mean, just the lyrics of it where they're like, you know, the only thing is lit, you know, everything is lit except my serotonin. Um and, you know, the lightning bolt brain. And you hear those classic Pete Wentz lyrics where you're like, what? But it makes sense when Patrick Stump is thinking, like, it just, I don't know what it is about that combination of Pete and Patrick and uh, doing that. And, you know, uh, when we talk about mental health and, and there's some tones on this record that definitely you can tell Fall Out Boy, obviously they're grown up. You know, we're all grown up as Fall Out Boy fans. And I think I can say that if you're listening to this, you're definitely a grown up fan. Um, or if you're not, welcome. Hey, the elder emos. Uh, <laughs> but I feel that Fall Out Boy definitely has changed a little bit on what they're talking about. And I know that Pete once in an interview or two was saying how he wasn't sure people would respond to this, right? Because the tones are a little different. They're talking about, he wasn't sure if it was going to be relatable, but I disagree so much. I think growing up and whether it was during the pandemic, post-pandemic, or just growing up and in, in experiencing life, you can relate to this record. And uh, especially we hear those tones on 10 years, uh, the Kazuki kid. And I think that on 10 years, you really, really hear that and you hear the talking about being stuck in a chemical haze and, you know, uh, feeling nothing. And a lot of people are saying, oh, it's about addiction or, oh, it's, you know, uh, whether it's talking about the pandemic or uh, just fading away. And I don't know, I guess I related a little bit to um, mental illness and how 
you do sometimes feel nothing and whether it's medication and you're on it and, and it, it kind of suppresses a lot of things for you, whatever the case is, right? Because we don't know what it's truly about. I think it's very relatable and you can definitely hear some things are going on. And we know that Joe Troman is taking a little break from fallout boy and it's a much needed break, I'm sure. And I love that he's been so open. He has his book, None of This Rocks. And it's an incredible book. If you can audio, if you're an audio listener, go check it out. If you want the actual copy, Barnes and Noble, anywhere, Amazon, anywhere you can go get it. But, and I'll link it below too. But None of This Rocks and Joe talks about his uh, depression and what he deals with and a lot of what has stemmed from his childhood. And I think, again, kind of like Justine and I talk about in mental health matters and how, yes, maybe you don't have a mental illness, but our environment contributes to our mental health. And I think I love that Joe was so open and also at the cusp of this release and tour says, I'm taking a step back. And I think that's always important for us to understand too, that sometimes we have to take a step back and whether that's not going to an event, uh, taking a mental health day, if you can for work, you know, I know we can't all, I can't, um, but doing those things and saying, you know what, I need this for me or going to get that iced coffee, uh, watching that favorite show, buying that concert ticket to your favorite band. Right. And I think that's so important. And I love in the past, Pete Wentz has been so open about his mental health and his bipolar diagnosis and his fears of Bronx uh, his son with Ashley Simpson from the previous marriage. And he, you know, is worried that Bronx is going to have those traits and dealing with that. And uh, how Pete has talked about when people say, you know, your band saved my life or follow up boy did this follow up boy did that for me, that he feels the exact same way. Follow up boy saved his life. And there was a period where Pete was not really well and on the cusp of from under the cork tree, which is in my opinion, one of their best records. And I think that when he was, whether it was the cusp of their fame or just dealing with things and he obviously, I don't know if everybody knows this, I'm sure you do, but he was in a parking lot in Best Buy and uh, took a bunch of Ativan. And I think that him being open about that and like, Hey, you know, this is what was going on was really important. And I don't know if a lot of people that was on their radar. And I think a lot of people love to judge Pete Wentz as well. And always this and always that, and maybe you've had experiences, maybe other people have in my experience, Pete Wentz has been so incredible and so kind and on my journey to work with music and uh, hearing that he was so open about his bipolar diagnosis. And we even think back then, right? Like we weren't as open and there was so much more of a stigma and there still is a stigma, but I can't imagine going through that back then. And what we didn't know back then about mental illness or bipolar and now what we know, right? And I think it's so incredible to have that artistry and people like Joe and Pete that are open and are okay to be open because when you're open, it's not easy. Like if you listen to our mental health episode, if you listen to any artist or anyone, just anyone, you know, talk about mental health, right? It's not easy to do. And there's sometimes judgment that comes with that. There's sometimes like, Oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know how I feel about them now. And I think that's so important. So 
you know, I wanted to highlight that as well with Fall Out Boy. Um, and you hear these tones, like I said, you hear these tones on this record. And I think for me, that's why I have to disagree with Pete. I think it's incredibly relatable. And I think a lot of people um, are going to relate to that. And I think it's a really special record. And I am just so glad Fall Out Boy is back with this record. Although it is not Take This to Your Grave Part 2, which a lot of people wanted, were waiting for. I don't think we needed that. I think we needed a band uh, like Fall Out Boy that doesn't go back to those roots, that it doesn't go back to a hundred percent, you know, throwback. I think you do. I think this record for me to kind of sum it up is one of those things that is the uh, baby of Folly Adieu. Like if they didn't take that Folly Adieu break, and then Mania came out. If that whole thing didn't happen, this record would have fit right in. And I think if you're a big fan of Folia Do, you really, really love this record. And I love that um, for those fans because Folia Do was a record that I kind of sat on and was like, I don't know, I don't know. Um, and now going back after listening to this record, I'm like, wow, like I, I missed the page on that. And I think that's what's so exciting is that I think everyone's going to have a little uh, different take because I, th- I hear a little bit of infinity and high in there too, which is really, really cool. Uh, to So I guess in a sense, although it's not a throwback to take this to your grave, like people wanted, it is a throwback to a sense. So I really, really want to know what you guys all feel about this record. Do you love it? What do you think? Uh, do you have tickets to their tour? And how is Fall Out Boy important to you? Because Fall Out Boy is an incredible, incredibly important band to the scene, to so many people. I've met so many people. I would not have traveled to the places I did. Like I said I, earlier in this podcast, I would not have been doing this. I would not have done all, gotten into my own local scene and seeing the importance of that and, 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 promoting and, and helping those around you and having that community and sense. I would not have it without Fall Out Boy. Would not happen. Would not be here. You would not be hearing me. Maybe you like that idea and you don't want to hear me. Maybe you do like that idea. I don't know. Um, but I think that's bands like that and that they're still making music 20 years later is incredible. And so I would. I would love for you to comment me. Again, you can go over to www.stereo therapypod.com leave me a message you can go to my instagram at it's at stereo.therapy or you can go to my personal lisa luhu um yes i'm a dr seuss fan yes and the grinch forever um you can message me there you can add me uh as always because i love to talk about music but i'd love to hear your take whether you're a newer fan a older fan and i think that you know, a lot of people, I think if you didn't like the record, give it another listen. But I think this record makes me so excited for Fall Out Boy and what's to come. So excited for the tour. And I think that it was them sounding like Fall Out Boy and like what they wanted to do. And I think they have a blend of so many different eras in this record. I know that they talked about that. They really wanted to put all the different Fall Out Boy eras in a record. I hear a lot of that. I don't hear the take this to your grave one. So if you are someone that is listening to this and you have found the take this to your grave era uh, nod in this, let me know because 
I have not found it, but I know it probably exists. So I really, truly just want to kind of end this, you know, it's going to be a shorter episode, but I really kind of want to know if we should do more of these, right? Like if we should talk about records like this and give it a shot to do a solo episode. Like I said, I was really nervous about this one because I was like, ah, can I do it? But you know what? It's important to talk about this record and Fall Out Boy is such an important band. And like I said before, if we talk about importance of music and mental health, we've got to include them. And I'm so excited for what's to come with this band. And as always, you guys enjoy the music and I will be, you will, you will be hearing me next Tuesday. All right, let's go. Have a good one, guys. Bye.